This is Doug Scheiding of Rogue Cookers, Texas Embedded Correspondent. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet for wiener. Listen, Laverdius, shit I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour as the Barbecue Central Show. We cover live fire topics. We do it live from 9 to 11. Andrew, we'll do it live. Every Tuesday. We're recording while we're doing it live, so if you can't catch it live, you can get it on podcast fashion. First hour coming up a little bit later this evening, and it's tomorrow, second hour Thursday. I'll talk to you about Friday here in a second. Still to come on this show in a little bit, we'll have the embedded correspondents, John Solberg from Michigan, Doug Scheiding from Texas, Rusty Monson. From Utah will be joining me to talk a variety of live fire hot topics. Don't forget, you can follow me socially on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and that's it. At BBQ Central Show. Snapchat at BBQ Central. I gotta fix that. Slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch for a video feed. Also slash RD Rempy on YouTube. For a video feed, you can also get an ad-free podcast feed if you so desire by becoming a patron over at the Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Show. If you are an Apple podcast user, you can get the ad-free feed by subscribing directly within the podcast app itself. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, this Friday, episode 190... Folks, if you can believe it, I don't know if how good your math skills are, but in nine weeks, we will be debuting episode 200. 200. I don't know how many people understand how many episodes 200 is. Yes, from a numerical standpoint, you can count to one to 200 and say, well, that's 200. But achieving 200 episodes of a podcast ongoing, every week delivering, can you name four other ones that have done 200 episodes? Let's try it right now. Number one on that list, and there's no doubt about it, the Barbecue Central Show has done it. That's right. I don't know how many years I've been doing it. Uh, 2008. Live, that's 13 years. Two years before that, that's 15 years. If I put one, if I put 49 up, right? Uh, 49 times 15, uh, simple math, carry the one. That's 178 million episodes I've done so far in the life of the show. A far and away first place. Second place, boy. 
I think it's man meat. Man is barbecue with uh, with Mickey. I think man is barbecue was second. Although I have to say uh, he's been not not Andrew. You are not the <laughs> Mickey Man Meat has not been publishing new updates at all recently. He went away from weekly publishing to twice a month. And then there were a number of months off. He might have dropped one, maybe two. I mean, he's well off the radar. So Mickey Manmeet's show is potentially succumbing to pod fade, which you know happens to the best of them. He's certainly not the best of them, but it happens to the best of them as well. So we'll see what happens. And then, I mean, getting into number three, I don't know. It very well could be the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. On 191 episodes right now, and in nine weeks, it'll be 200. So, I mean, that is going to be an achievement the likes of that very few. And hold on. I'm, Rusty, stand by. How many, episodes, how many episodes are you in right now? Just for point of reference. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I want to say it was like maybe, I'm just shooting. I have no idea. Shoot from the head. maybe. 110. All right. Maybe. So we've almost maybe. doubled up Rusty, and everybody knows Rusty's Pitmaster podcast. I mean, 200, you can't wait to get to 200, right? But, I mean, that's many, many weeks off, isn't it? It's like, what, a year and a half, probably? Yes. That's a long Yeah. Right, stand that's by. That's crazy. Get a break. Just to put it into context, I mean, Rusty's got a year and a half to get to 200 episodes. So, I mean, that is, John, look at you. Good for you. John dealing with weather, by the way, so I don't know if his power's up or not. We might not see John this evening, but that's what you get when you live in the... Stayed up north and those storms rolling anyway. Long way to go to say that uh, episode 191 will be coming up this Friday on the Best Moments show. We'll be bringing you back to August 24th, 2010, 11 years ago. Uh, Well, it's 11 years ago to the day today. It'll be a couple of days after that when we get to Friday. Barbecue fan favorite, not just show favorite, show guest favorite, but barbecue favorite still to this day and he would probably be the first to admit not nearly as active as he was in his golden years rod gray from pellet envy is featured on this episode and we talked in depth in this show about wagyu briskets and where we were in that era if you can believe it i know hold on to your hats ladies and gentlemen there was a time where Wagyu was not the mainstream pick. In fact, 11 years ago and longer, many of the top pitmasters actually poo-pooed all over it. If you go back and listen to the original brisket roundtable on the show, Leanne Whippen, Jim Minion from the Minion Method, Ray Lampy, Fast Eddie, we talked about Wagyu beef, or maybe we said Kobe beef back then. We didn't really know too much about it. The only one using it out of that star-studded panel was Jim Minion, and that was like on really high-end catering jobs that he was doing. Nobody was using it in competitions. Few of them could actually get their hands on it. It was not nearly as readily available as it was. So, believe it or not, people were poo-pooing over Wagyu. One of the key points is this segment that the John made was me asking Rod if he thinks that Wagyu was going to pan out and become 
part of the norm in competition barbecue. And at that point, he's like, I don't, I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. He was anxious to see what it was. Well, 11 years from now, guess what? It is. That is standard operating procedure. Much like people were crapping all over injections back in the day, roundly dismissed. It's now something that everybody else does. You are injecting everything and you're using Wagyu briskets because that's what's winning right now. All standard operating procedure. Pretty cool little segment to listen to. So much so that I think you want to click the full link. That will also be in the show notes as it is each and every week. And you can email John to hear a show that you might want to hear again. J-O-N at the BBQ Central Show. .com. I asked Derek Riches about it. I got to ask you, everybody, who's into cigars? I think I might just be dipping my foot into the pool of cigar smoking. Starting with the lighter stuff, I think I've worked up to uh, now a grand total of four cigars over the last month or so. I had a terrible first experience in. I had no idea what I was doing, nor did I actually expect to smoke a cigar that day? It was at a golf outing for one of my bigger customers during the day. And it really was an experience that went downhill right from Jump Street. I had no idea how to light it, how to smoke it. it tasted terrible. There was a guy that was rolling them right in front of everybody. I can't imagine how much that cost. However, through all of the pain and terribleness of that cigar experience... There were some things that I found enjoyable, force you to take time. I wasn't taking a lot of time, but there were some things that I thought, if this wasn't so bad, it might be pretty good. So I didn't dismiss it. A younger Greg Rempe would have been like, F this. This tastes terrible. It was horrible. Bad experience. Never doing that again. And away we go. But I thought, if this didn't suck so bad, it might be better. So I, what, what does everybody do now? I went right to YouTube and started searching how to smoke a cigar, how to light a cigar, how to pick out a cigar, different types of cigars. But, but, oh, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You're looking at a new cigar expert right here. I can tell you everything you need to know about it. So I found myself a cigar mo monger, retailer, whatever, purveyor. They have a really big thing where the cigars are in. It's called a humidor. Keeps them moist. And we started picking out lighter wrapper cigars. There's varying sizes. and They taught me how to cut them properly and how to light them properly. And well, little did I realize I had no fighting chance in the beginning. I burned the shit out of the top of the wrapper. and I hotboxed that bitch. I ashed it the wrong way. Smoked it all the way back till there was like heat coming in on the final draws. I should have threw it away well before then. There's cigars should be smoked in thirds and not the last third. I'm a wealth of information at this point. However, I'm happy to say that I am anxiously awaiting your direction. What I should be smoking, what I should be looking at, sizes, lighter recommend. I'm open. I'm open to any and all recommendations as long as you have some kind of knowledge base behind your recommendations. I'm willing. Email me. I want to hear all about it. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com Cigar smoking. Who would have thought? I had a whole different take I was going to do on that, but 
I got off track. Big surprise. Uh, let me talk to you quickly about Primo Grills before we get to the embedded correspondence. What do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they're fuel efficient. We love that you can get low and slow temperatures and correspondingly very high temperatures in the same cooker. But what's missing from the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The real ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking, very important to both professionals and backyard cooks alike. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire and around ceramic cooker, not very realistic. Why? Because it's around. Entering Primo Grills and their game-changing oval design, the shape gives you the ability to execute that two-zone setup you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. Really, when you break it down, there's more than 60 different configurations for the Primo Cooker, so you're only limited by your culinary imagination. We all love that lift hinge advancement that's been made to the top of the grill, a nice eight-pound lift, which is really light. They've also revamped the top and bottom air dampers, but... You're wanting more and more and more, and I get that. Primo has you covered. The most anticipated accessory today is out, and you can get it right now. The Primo Grill Rotisserie. Turns out great food, including everybody's favorite chicken wings with ease. Go online, primogrill.com. Check it out, or visit your local Primo dealer and pick one up there. Coming a bit later, Primo Grill Pizza Accessories. You can use Bob's Pizza Seasoning and Sauce on the Primo Grill Pizza Accessory as well. Keep your eyes peeled for that one. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the biz, yes. Patented technology, of course. True two-zone cooking capabilities, yeah. When you consider it, you should only be getting the Primo. I mean, the size says it all. The shape says it all. Primogrill.com, that's the place to go. Follow them on social. We're back with the Embedded Correspondence. Stick around. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet. Currently available in two, nay, three sizes. That's right. Regular, Junior, and the PBX. Whether you're a beginner or professional, definitely cook your one add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. Now, I believe... Oh, is that right? All right. I thought I was picking up Barbecue Bob in the other camera, but it looks like my camera adjustments have helped themselves. So let's go ahead and race to the hotline. And welcome back. The second... The second hour, oh boy, the fourth Tuesday of the month, regular guests in the second hour and pals, oh mine, the embedded correspondents, here they are, John Solberg right there to my top right, the longest running embedded correspondent, Doug Scheiding to my direct bottom, and look, here he is making his second appearance in his many week Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah. Appreciate you guys joining me as always. Uh, John, are we going to lose you potentially or have the storms rolled through and you are uh, loud and proud and wall to wall? I am loud and proud and wall to wall and I have uh, aux powered up on my set tonight. So if the power goes back down, I am on inverter power and I'm here for the duration. All right. So John has made extra accommodations to be on the show tonight, which we certainly appreciate. Nador, we got a lot of topics to get to tonight here, guys. So 
Let's start here first. Number one. Favorite barbecue rub on the four big meats. Number one is chicken. Rusty, what do you like with chicken? Uh, Zero to Hero is the, my favorite on chicken. It's not even close. That's the, that, is that the Rod Gray uh, rub? Yep. Zero to Hero. 100%. What are the chances? We were just talking about Rod Gray as we were promoting the best moments of show. And Rusty Mawson saying Zero to Hero is the one. That's uh, the Eat More Barbecue. Is it Eat Barbecue or Eat More Barbecue? Eat more barbecue. Eat more barbecue. All right. Uh, Doug's favorite chicken rub. Have to go with help uh, win the Houston Rodeo. Harry Sue Jailbird Chicken. Really? All right. John, best chicken rub. Cavenders. I'm going Cavenders Greek all day long in the backyard every single day. For me, uh, I'm a huge, uh, I mean, I don't think it's any surprise that one of the benefits of having the show for so long is uh, everybody who's had a rub has sent me their stuff. I've tasted everybody's rub. And what it boils down to is this. There's a sponsor of my show who makes incredibly good rubs. That happens to be Sterling Ball of Big Papa Smokers. And I cannot help but say that a combination of Little Louie's Season Salt topped with Sweet Money Rub on chicken for me is uh, my favorite. I know it's two, but the combination of those is absolutely magic, and uh, that's me. Continuing on. Number two. Let's talk rub on ribs. Doesn't matter if you like St. Louis-style ribs or baby back ribs or whatever. John, your favorite rib rub. Amazing Ribs Memphis Dust off the website that you make yourself is my number one rib rub period. By the way, a barbecue breaking central news. show exclusive news update. Greg Ramfrey reporting from the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio, where the barbecue central show breaks the most breaking news in live fire industry and breaking news that is breaking anywhere across the globe. John just mentioned amazingribs.com and the Memphis dub on the recipe on the website. However, if you don't like that, Newly released and ready for retail sale at AmazingRibs.com slash something that I don't remember. The rubs are ready to go for Meathead. The beef and the pork and the poultry, I believe. A sauce will be out, I think, in the middle of September, but we'll get an update from Meathead next month on that. So you specifically like the website version. Why? You know, it's, it's probably because when I first started to really dial in ribs it's what i went to everyone seems to like it it's easy to make it's pretty affordable i've learned to control it i think it has it's it's got everything i need and i can just make up a batch and 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 there's a container up in my pantry right now of it i mean i make a big batch i i just have find it very very soothing in all things rib and pork in general john can you give me a little heat on your mic I certainly can, and I'm going to walk that up now, a one-clock position. All right, leave it right there. Sounds good. Thank you. Uh, Rusty, your favorite rib rub. Okay, this is going to be a three-parter because salt and pepper is my favorite, and it's not even close. On ribs? So, I mean, rub. Yes, on ribs. Oh, nice. My number one favorite. But, you know, I love Sweet and Savory by Blues Hog with a little Bold and Beefy by Blues Hog and then a little bit of Jalapeno uh, by uh, Big Papa Smokers (laughs) if I'm going to get fancy. 
And sometimes when I just want to do something different, I just use Oki Dust and Oki Dust kills it for me. I love it. Just that's it. Just Oki Dust. What kind of a profile is Oki Dust? I don't think I've heard of that one yet. It's kind of a sweet smoky, but it's got a lot of sweet to it, but it's just, it's really complex, but it's just tasty. It's one of those, you know, you have those rubs. Sometimes you walk by and you throw them in your hand, you just eat them. That's Oki Dust. It's just tasty. It's got a little bit of, a little bit of everything in it. And Give it a shot, especially if you're doing the three, two, one method. Not even three, two, one. I didn't put sauce on it, but I wrap it, you know, in the butter and the honey and the brown sugar and the loki dust on the end, you know, when it's all finished and it's super tasty. Doug, rib rub favorite. Yeah, I've got a few. Um, you know, I used to like smoking guns and Cimarron docks. So those are big competition ones. But um, uh, just for a by itself, I like the High Plains Heat from Head Country. Um, I've started playing around recently with uh, Craig's, Craig Sherry's Rib Rub, as well as uh, Bill Purvis's Rib Grind. That has a lot of pepper in it and makes a, a, a really good really good color. But uh, probably just for one rub by itself, I like the High Plains Heat. Uh, for me, I go back to a, a two-part, and it's a light, or it's a, it's a real heavy dusting of sweet money rub from big papa smokers and then uh, a lighter dusting over the top believe it or not of hardcore carnivore red uh, there's a little bit of uh, saltiness that i like that goes on with that but it also lays on a very nice color as the bark starts to form i, I particularly like that color so it is a light covering of hardcore carnivore red and then uh, on the top and then on the bottom layer uh, a nice heavy hand of sweet money barbecue rub i think for my money, sweet money is is really a, almost a, a great anything. It can get a little sweet. I would never put it on beef, of course, but a lot of more bland palate foods, sweet money works great on. Let's continue on here. Number three. Pork. What is your favorite pork shoulder rub? Or maybe it doesn't even vary from the rib rub. Doug. Pork. What's what is that? No, I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> Howdy, y'all! Oh uh, yeah, well, yeah. Um, actually, I uh, uh, I like hog. It used to be called Hog Waller, but it's now called Honey Barbecue Rub or something like that from Suckle Buster. Yes. That is, I you know, normally I don't like the big crystals and stuff. That has the big crystals and puts a b- good bark for color. I like uh, Traeger's Pork and Poultry. That's really good, as well as uh, Texas Oil Dust Piggy Bank. So those are kind of my three that I play around with. Rusty, butt rub? Again, salt and pepper, number one. But uh, I, I love on pork. I actually do like the sweet money. It's one of my favorite things to put on there. And I'll inject it with LC's Boss Hog because I always have to inject my pork butts. I just, I don't know. I love the flavor injections give them. Even at home? But I'll put a little. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Always at home. Mm-hmm, for sure. And so a little bit of sweet money, a little bit of blues hog, you know, sweet and savory. And those two combination knock it out of the park for me. But if I had to just go to it, it's always just the salt and pepper, a little bit of garlic in there. And those are my favorite ways to do it because it just tastes so, it's just so good. I'm getting hungry. John Buttrub. I'm going back to Memphis Dust because it is, you want to take, bring Mrs. Brown to town and let that butt roll all the way to get that meteor black beautiful you can do that you can wrap it it still holds up it's already in the pantry it 
goes great with pork, so I'm going to stick with the Amazing Ribs website version of Memphis Dust. Uh, I will vary here. I find that on pork butts specifically, heaping doses of Butcher's Barbecue Honey Rub is absolutely fabulous. I will go a light coating of, believe it or not, a Worcestershire sauce just on the naked butt. I'll rub it in, and then I will go super heavy. It almost creates, in essence, a paste of honey barbecue rub because the the, the wetness of the Worcestershire sauce, and there's no weird flavors there, but, I mean, that just gives an incredible bark. I love Butcher Barbecue products in general, and their honey rub is, is one of my uh, favorite, is my favorite rub when it comes to pork butt. And we'll continue on. Number four. Oh, dear. Now we're going to be talking about brisket rub. Rusty, brisket rub. All right. Salt and pepper <laughs> wins the day. Right. Always. A little bit of Lowry seasoned salt, too. I actually use that more than I do salt. But anyway. Um, but if I'm just doing a normal one, it gets go has to go back to Blues Hog again. There's just that sweet and savory and bold and beefy combo is just out of this world. Mm. But an honorable mention is Trauma Hog Salt uh, SPG. It was re- it's really really good. And and Hey Girl Hey actually her beef rub on those are really fantastic too. So I'm kind of interchanging with all of those. Depends on how I'm feeling. John brisket rub. I'm salt, pepper, garlic, 421 all day. That's it. It needs nothing else. And you can throw away the garlic and you'll still be fine. So I, I, Rusty's right on the salt and pepper. But for me, salt, pepper, garlic, 421, and that is it. Doug, brisket rub. Man, my base rub is always SPG. I, I've tried all kinds of different things and uh, Suckle Buster's SPG. However, I just recently bought off a of Big Papa Smokers Fred Robles uh, Blanco, uh, which is very similar to an SPG, and it has a little more garlic salt in it. And uh, I'm actually going to start playing around with that as well. So I really like that. I don't cook a lot of briskets and. I really mean that because the women in my house, for whatever reason, are not beef barbecue fans. They'll eat hamburgers, we'll do steak, pretty much every other kind of beef that you can make is fine meatloaf and roasts and everything, but not brisket. So on the off chance I get it, I have found that I get the most compliments and what's pleasing to my palate is Big Papa's Double Secret Steak Rub. Uh, I might go a little Lowry season salt on that as well, but um, traditionally I'll just go Big Papa's double secret steak rub, call it a day, and uh, and that's his. Oh, uh, and and I do sprinkle a little bit of his um, cash cow, I believe, is uh, what is it? It almost appears to have like a, a dehydrated beef flavoring in it as well. It, it it almost might be not unpleasant to the olfactory sense, but it's. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. It's palatable to the nose when you smell it. Like it's, it's there, but I mean, it doesn't cook that way. Um, it adds a, a nice uh, beefiness to the whole overall project. But again, I'm certainly no bristed effort by, by any stretch of the imagination, but that's what I use. And those are our favorite rubs for the big four. How about that? We're sharing information with you people and we hope you appreciate that. Trend- cash, cash cow. Yeah. Sorry. Cash cow makes a great, 
uh, beef bouillon if you don't have anything. So in a pinch, if you've got hmm. that, it's fantastic. Like when you're wrapping or something like that, I've, I've done that a couple of times. You know, I, I think that's what I was trying uh, to get bouillon. at. It does have a beef bouillon uh, nose to it. When yes. you smelled a, a jar of beef bouillon, I think it's very similar. You're right. Yeah. Didn't mean to interrupt. Thank you. Trends that you never saw happening in barbecue that are standard operating procedure now. Rusty. Um, to be honest, pellet smokers, I didn't think that would take off at all. Um, I really thought that would just like that people would get it right away and yeah. not do it anymore, but they got, and I actually just end up falling in love with them. But at first I was just like, Ooh, okay, well that's different, you know? And then now I'm, I love them. I'm a huge fan of them, but at the beginning, I just, I didn't think when I first saw one like many years ago, I was just like, nah. Rusty, were you like me? Did you feel like you had to hate them. I remember way back. I mean, if you listen to the early archives of the show, I think you will hear me verbalizing my hate on pellet cookers, but I had no experience with them. I just felt like somehow it was cheating. Um, I never felt like barbecue guru was doing that, but the pellet cooker seemed to take it to a whole different level for me. Were you under a similar mindset? Yes, which is super funny because I grew up with electric smokers and soaked wood, you know, and I had no business judging them. But it was really, I went and I smelt some, I, the first experience I had is I ripped open a bag of pellets and I smelt it and it was oily. I was like, there's no way that's going on my food. This is like, who's doing this, you know? And I didn't cook anything with it at the time. That was just my first experience with it. So, yeah, and I I was just kind of judging. I was really judgy about it. That's for dang sure. I, I shouldn't have, I had no reason to be. And I, I apologize to all those who I had, you know, uh, told that in the past. And I have changed my ways. And I apologize to anyone who I have offended in the Pellegrill space. Uh, Doug, trend you didn't see coming that's pretty much standard right now? Well, one, one of the things you mentioned was the Wagyu in competition and just Wagyu in general. I mean, heck, uh, Sam, the cooking guy did a, you know, the video of his sliders using the a five, you know, it, it, it's become very, it seems mainstream and, but it makes sense from the standpoint of barbecue has no budget. So, uh, you know, barbecue budget that it really doesn't go together in my, in my book, but, um, the, you know, I own the domain just au jus it and the saucing of briskets just kills me. So, you know, I just, uh, the, the saucing of briskets in competition is, um, it's kind of SOP now, and it has been in KCBS for, for a while. A new trend that I'm, I'm seeing is this beef tallow stuff and everyone doing beef tallow on briskets and it, it just putting that oil back on the brisket. Um, that's, that's just not something I'm in favor of. So, um, it, it grosses me out truthfully. Central Lights, get ready to hold on to your hat. Doug, I'm going to ask you a question here. Oh, at, boy. at last count, how many domains are under the Doug Shiding umbrella? I'm over 100 plus, yes. Look at this yeah, guy. I'm, I'm about, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't squeeze your meat and don't squeeze the meat or two others. And yeah, I've got quite a few. Oh, over 100. Unbelievable. Got, uh, yeah. Uh, John. Standard operating procedure, but you had no idea it was going to be that way. Man, it's tough to answer this question in the ba- on the back nine, which you and I are, Greg. Yes, it's indeed. like, first of all, Pellegrills, that was it. Wagyu, that was it. 
Um, totally agree with Rusty and what he said, and totally agree with Doug. And it wasn't that long ago that Wagner was in a thing, so I'm kind of at a loss. It's like those are the two biggest things I think in this category, and I am struggling to come up with something else or for something else. So at this point, I'm going to ride with Wagyu pellets and turn my time to you. Look, I didn't see it coming, and it's not something that's been going on for. Well, I guess it's probably been going on for maybe longer than 10 years, but haven't really seen it as much except over the last five or six years. I had no idea that we would be seeing a an insurgence of people wanting to cook on flat top grills, number one. Correspondingly, did anybody see smash burgers taking over the burger landscape the way it has? I mean, when I grew up, Burgers looked like burgers, and you went everywhere, and some were a little thicker, some were a little thinner, but it was not the rage of getting some rip-roaring flat-top cooking appliance going and then dropping meatballs down, ruining everything by loading a whole bunch of finely shaved onions on top of that and then pressing it down. George Motes, whom I love and is a friend of the show, is selling a smashula. For $275, and he can't keep them in stock. This is indeed a standard operating procedure with burgers. If you go anywhere with burgers right now, there's bound to be a smash burger on the menu, or somebody at a party is going to be making smash burgers, or they're doing it at home and they're cast iron. And this is something I did not see happening. At all. All right. That ends that question. Let me go around the table quickly before we come to the first break, and then we'll get to the other set of questions. I asked Derek Riches. I will ask the group. John, cigars, yes or no? Yes and no. Um, so I have cigar phases, and then I have cigarette phases. And you can't say one's dirty and one's not, so I'm okay. Correct. So if, if I'm in a cigarette phase of life, I do not enjoy cigars. And when I'm in a non-cigarette phase of life, I do enjoy cigars. What do you love about cigars? What do you find most attractive? Um, I'm a very mild cigar smoker, so I like a Cameroon wrapper. I like a real mild filler. I don't like a lot of spice in a cigar. So I'm kind of a wimpy cigar smoker. I want a real mild, not spicy, uh, pleasant, big ring gauge, a lot of draw, a cool, I like a cool, mild smoke. So basically, m- my friends would say I like a, a a girl cigar, and I'm okay with that. Do you have a brand that you like, or I don't know, is that what they call it, like a brand or a make model? Uh, I I think I will take a La Gloria Cameroon wrapper cigar in a big ring gauge all day long, and then for my friends, I'll take some cigars. I have my own band. I have my own brand that I make. I take other cigars and would infuse them with bourbon. I call them dog rockets. And there's a, I have my own band I make up and put on there. That's like a, and, and it's like, so I'll do that as well. But I like, uh, I really like a, a, a dog, dog rockets. And I won't even go there, but the band is a dog dropping a rocket. So, so never long story. Um, I, I really like a, a, a nice mild LaGloria. Folks, if you're not keeping notes here on John Sober, let's quickly go down the checklist. Executive producer of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, approaching 200 episodes. Yes. 
John Solberg. Coffee roaster. Yes. John Solberg. Maker and bander of his own cigars. Yes. John Solberg. Maker of his own lump charcoal. Yes. Wow. I don't know what the term renaissance man means, but I believe the textbook definition is John Solberg. Unbelievable. Go ahead. I just don't fit in with society on the most part. So so y'all have to accept me as I am. <laughs> Look, I'm no expert here, but everything that you're doing on the side is what everybody else loves and wants to do. By the way, roast coffee, roll cigars, make their own charcoal, blah, blah, blah. So unbelievable. Uh, all right. Stand by, guys, and uh, we'll come back and we'll do some more questions and so forth here in just one second. I'll talk to you quickly about Yoder Smokers. Can you believe this, John Solberg? Unbelievable. Yoder Smokers designs and builds all of their products right here in the States. Number one, building pride through craftsmanship, world-class customer service. That's the backbone of how they've built the company. This approach translates into what can be a truly bespoke-style product that elevates gatherings with friends and family. They're honored to have a trusted place in the backyards of America. From pellet grills to wood-fueled offset pits, or charcoal grills, consistent blue ribbon flavor has become synonymous with the Yoder Smoker's name. Make no mistake, Yoder Smoker's flavor-driven design is unique to each style of pit, and the team has developed their cookers to perform time and time again while outlasting the competition for generations to come. It's this generational thought that is rooted in their handmade products and defines the integrity of the core values. American-made quality, endless flavor, the true benchmarks of Yoder Smokers. Visit them at yodersmokers.com to grab yours today. That's yodersmokers.com. We are back with more embedded correspondence right after this. Stick around. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Head over to smithfield.com for the rest of the grilling season and get tips and tricks from Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, Ernest Cervantes, Charles Cridland. If you are a competitor and you're a committed cook, go to Smokin, S-M-O-K-I-N, smokewithsmithfield.com. Report your first place finishes in ribs and pork. Potentially get free merchandise for that. Otherwise, smithfield.com for everything else. And we are rejoined by the embedded correspondents here. So let's do this. One of our favorite things is predictions here on the show. And wouldn't you know it, we're getting to that time of year where some of the most elite barbecue competitions are getting to ready to take place. Now, as we look back, history has dictated, Doug, in 2021, there have been major barbecue competitions that have taken place that didn't take place the year before because of the pandemic. So let's go ahead and start giving our 100% yes or 100% no bets on the Royal, the Jack, and the World Food Championship because this is your topic, Doug. You will go first 
Give me a yes or give me a no. The American Royal will happen in 2021. Yes, they need the money. Oh, all right. It's a money grab. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no, the Royal will or will not be happening in 2021. The Royal is happening 150 million percent. Wow. It's not even close. I mean, there can't be 150 million percent, but I love your enthusiasm. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what it is. It's enthusiasm. John Solberg, 100% yes or 100% no, the Royal will or will not be taking place in 2021. 100% no, it will not. And Rusty is using Greg math. <laughs> that is, if I might say, that is some of the most accurate math you have never done. So there is something to be said about that. Uh, Greg, the Royal will or will not be happening with 100%. I am going to say... With 100% assurity. The American Royal. Andrew, you are not. Will not be happening this year. It pains me to say, and nobody wants to hear it, but I believe they will be pulling the plug on that. And I have no insider information from anybody. I haven't talked to uh, Emily over there in a month at least. But I hate to say it. I think that the American Royal is not going to happen again. It is a really large event. I think there's optics for them that need to come into play that they might consider that some of the other events might not. And for that reason, I believe that the Royal will not happen again. Hopefully next year will. We'll see what happens there. That's not the only event we're talking about here tonight, everybody. So hold on your hats. We're going to go back to John Solberg from Michigan. The Jack will or will not be happening with 100% assurity. John. The Jack will be happening with 100% assurity. All right. I bet I know the answer to this. Rusty, with 100% assurity, the Jack will or will not be happening in 2021. So the rumors I've been hearing, and these are just rumors, that is now in the hands of, uh, it's not a committee, but it's it's someone that i don't know they they deal with this stuff so it's out of the hands of the jack so i think in that case i actually think it will not be happening wow allegedly reportedly we'll just put that out there as well well uh, doug 100 percent assurity the jack will or will not be happening in 2021 rusty's comment further proves that I'm right. It's a hundred and one percent not happening because it's a risk committee and it's a, a commercial company. Yes, risk committee. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> well, I'm I'm making it up, but I'm sure they're looking at the risk and like No, that's exactly what it is. It's a risk committee. That's what they're that's why I heard there you that's go. Didn't even know. <laughs> well, oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna say <laughs> The Jack is 100% going to happen. I align with John on this. Oh, my gosh. I, don't, uh-huh. I mean, hearing Doug's thinking through this and Rusty having allegedly, reportedly hearing things would perhaps make me want to completely go away from my answer. Uh, no, I will hold firm. My mom always told me, go with your gut. 
And I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say it's absolutely going to happen. And the, the reason I was going to give, I'm going to hold to myself now because I fear I might look like an absolute fool, but I will stick with it is going to happen. Oh, guess what? That's not the only one we're guessing on. I mean, speculating on this evening. There's something called the World Food Championships in the great state of a wanting to secede from the Union State, Texas. We go for his assurity vote. Doug Scheiding, the World Food Championships will or will not be happening in 2021. Going along with the same line of reasoning, it's not a public company. It is going to happen 100%. My mind is boggling. We go to the Michigan Embedded Correspondent for his 100% assurity answer. John, the World Food Championships will or will not be happening this evening. I'm sorry, the, the 2021. Likelihood, the likelihood of the World Food Championship happening is the same likelihood of Jesus Christ the Lord falling from the sky tomorrow down to my deck to have coffee with me. It is 100% not going to happen. Andrew, you are not wow. the Plus, John, we all know that Jesus Christ isn't real. Uh, Rusty, we go to you for your 100% assurity vote. The World Food Championships will or will not be happening in 2021, and I am waiting with bated breath. I th- it, It's on, man. I think that it's on, but I, I don't want to say that at all. I, I don't know why I think that one is and the Jack isn't, and they're in the same position, but... I don't know why. I just think it's going to happen. It's a, that's a gut feeling. Guys, I mean, if nonetheless, we are proving that we are 100% kooks. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we go to Cleveland for Greg Rempe's 100% assurity answer here on the World Food Championships taking place, yes or no, in 2021. Andrew, they are not are going not. to be happening in 2021. I'm sorry. They're not going to be happening. I even got a voicemail, or not a voicemail, but I, I got an email from No Names Please within some type of framework that said 2021 World Food Championships definitely going to be happening. And it's not that I'm discounting what this person said. However, I am discounting exactly what that person said. Uh, out of all of them, well, I mean, hmm. Oh boy, uh, Doug, would you say that on 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 par attendance, the World Food Championships is bigger than the Royal, or no? Oh no, I don't know. No, 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 no not okay. No, 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 um, no. I would say that World Food Championships is bigger in attendance than the Jack, though. You would agree with that? Uh, yes, yes, I would. I I, w- I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think from a size perspective. That, and there's so many corporate names attached to the World Food Championships that, again, uh, and as mm. I know, Mike McLeod wants to, more than anything, wants to have World Food Championships back in 2021. But there is a lot of corporate sponsorships and names attached to that. And I think that that is not going to happen again this year solely because of that. And we'll see what's happening. I mean, guys, we are so good at this. I can't believe the embedded <laughs> correspondence segment. The embedded correspondence segment should only be assurity votes 
for our surety answers or surety. We have to rename this segment as surety something, but uh, we, we that's all we should be doing for the hour that we're together here every fourth Tuesday is just guessing on stuff. Um, all right, so the time that we have left, let's get to these brought to the table by John Solberg. Here's question number one. John, I'll turn the stage over to you. Your thoughts on all of these national days of the week. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are like, I try to even Google it. Like, who comes up with this crap? And where does it come from? And do, does anyone really give a crap about it? And if you do, forgive me, but I'm like, there's like seven national days every day. Where do they come from? It's like, you know, yesterday was National Kitty Litter Day, and, and tomorrow is National like Roast Beef Day. And it's like, it's like, what are these? Where do they come from? And am I missing something? Do you think you're missing something? No, because I don't really care what national day it is, other than when someone on social media reminds me that it's a national something day. But I also know that I could probably go look up the national day, and there's like 14 national days of something today, so I can pick one that ever fits my agenda. And I just can't dig down into who comes up with this shit and where it all comes from. It's it's freaking imaginary. Let's go to the ever-bubbling hope and optimist Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah. Your thoughts on national days of the week. Back when I was a younger man who liked to take his libations every single day and have <laughs> friends over every single day, we had a poster in the kitchen that listed all of them, right? And it was like Tuesday, right? Like, what's today? Oh, it's National Cat Litter Day. Like, fuck, yes. Let's go down to the liquor store. Let's get some cat litter and let's make this thing happen. So it was really fun. But then now it's more like, oh, what am I going to cook today? Oh, it's roast beef, national roast beef tomorrow. I can cook roast beef. So now it's good to get, you know, menu ideas for the family. So I like them. I think it's fantastic. I want a day for me. I want a Rusty Monson day. That would be cool. That's, that, that's, my, that's all I want in life. That's it. Rusty Monson day. Yeah. How cool is that? I think we could work on that. Uh, Doug, your thoughts on national days of the week? Yeah, Rusty, just pick a day and it'll and it'll it will make it happen. So I mean, geez. But in terms of Fourth of July, there you go. Celebrate it. Yeah, America's birthday and Rusty Monson Day. Uh, I I actually kind of like it. I uh, it's one of those things I don't want to know about it because I will obsess about it and I'll start working. But uh, sometimes on Instagram and stuff, it's like. Oh, it's National Bourbon Day. Oh, okay. I know National Bacon Day is coming up on September 1st. I was going to post something last week. I'm like, eh, I'm going to save that for Bacon Day. So I like it for, for uh, Instagram, but that's just me. Uh, I have no idea what any national day of the week is. Um, I would only think that this is some type of a marketing effort on whatever committee or board or company wants to make sure that their niche is served in a special way and they get some national day dedicated to them. But I don't remember the last national day of whatever it was. And I barely, re is it, I mean, is, is May national grilling month? Is that, was that May? Is that June? I think that's the only one I might know. And I really don't know a hundred percent if that's it. I think it's May. So 
I, I mean, I could care less about national days of the week. I'm just trying to live the next day of the week. And guess what? That's my national day of the week is every day I'm above ground. Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Fame show is coming up next month. So over the next handful of weeks, we're going to be feverishly putting together a list of folks that we think are worthy ourselves of nomination. We'll go through that whole process. We'll explain a little bit more of that as we get closer to that day. But as we draw closer to that special month each and every year, uh, Doug, do you have any thoughts on how 2021 might be setting up? Do you have your list already set and locked? Actually, I had to go back and because I thought I remembered the list, but I could only remember like three from last year of of who we chose. And I don't is it up on your website? Yes, for twenty twenty one. I don't. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, I couldn't see it. Maybe I need. Maybe I've got a cash issue or so. But uh, I went and looked at my uh, list of from last year, and I'm going to resurrect a couple of those and and uh, nominate them for the for this coming year. So. Uh, well, I mean, I'm you, not going to say who it is because that's that's not this month. That's next month. So you're, I mean, you're not talking about class of 2021. You're talking about class of 2020. That was last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, Rod Gray was in last year. Lene yep, Oxley Loop, George Motes, Susie Bullock, and Pat Lafrida rounded out uh, those that were. In, I can't believe I did that again. Uh, so those are the folks that made it in last year. So, yeah. um, so, all right, uh, Rusty, your thoughts on the impending barbecue hall of guest. Oh my God. Barbecue central show guest hall of fame coming up next month. You know, listening to the barbecue central show in 60 seconds or less, I am getting a lot of good ideas. So yes. I'm, I need to jot them down, but there's a couple from this year that, you know, that stick out like, uh, Anthony Lujan. Hey! You know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't reveal. Oh, Don't yeah. reveal. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I, you know, I'm not going to put anything in Lujan. Come on. No way. I like the kid. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting him up there. But the you know what I'm saying? Like, Anthony, Anthony Lujan. Lujan. Yeah. The. Tongue but in I, There's a couple that I thought would be cruel that I've I had this year. I was like, oh, and, you know, because you kind of think about it when you're listening to the episodes. Like, you know what? That would be a good Hall of Famer right there. And then, uh, so, you know, and then when I listen to the Dick Tease, it is a 60 second show. I, uh, <laughs> I will get some great ideas there. So it's a compliment. <laughs> it is, but then I have to go find the show. I'm like, oh wait, shit, not to go find that thing. I mean, it's not All that right, hard. That- you just scroll down into the show notes and click it. There you go. It happens every single show for 191 shows. Uh, John, your thoughts of uh, the best, or uh, your your thoughts on the impending Hall of Fame? 60 seconds, my ass, Rusty. I put a lot of time into that 60 seconds. So it's like, anyway, hold on the topic. This 10 minutes. It's, a, or it's less. an exciting. I think it's an exciting year. I think there's a lot of uh, spoilers coming in for me. I think um, Doug and I are going to fight because I'm never going to freaking back Kevin Bevington for him, and it's going to be a great freaking year. <laughs> Look, I, I agree. I think what we've learned in the last couple of years is we've realized while it's there in our head that the show has been around in a live format since 2008, Nobody goes back and really starts to comb through those deep files. So I would agree with Rusty. You know, John does a really great job at pulling out some. I mean, the one that's coming out Friday was from back in 2010. Now, Rod Gray is already in the Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Fame. But if you've never heard of him before, he hasn't really been around the scene of barbecue in the last handful of years. So you're getting exposed 
to Rod Gray, who was mega popular back in his day in the golden area of barbecue or the golden era of barbecue. So the the ten minutes or less is a great service to that. But you know, it's going back and dig- it doesn't. It's not just for the calendar year that we are in. Granted, uh, up until this show today, there was a string of nine or ten weeks in a row where we had a brand new guest who have never been on this show before. Some were really great, some were average, some sucked, and they'll never be seen again. But uh, there's a, a great crew of people just to look at for the very first time here in this year, but also combing back. It's going to be something else, I guarantee that. Uh, all right, so let's end here this evening. Piggybacking off of the, you know, what's standard, oper- uh, standard operating procedure now that you never saw coming. Here's something that's trendy. Are you smoking cream cheese? John, what are you talking about? You smoking cream cheese? No, and be ready to dump me <laughs> because I think <laughs> the trend of smoking cream cheese on social media is appalling to me. It's 2021. We have the internet. We have all the technology. In 1982, when you got a bullet smoker, you had to smoke eggs and you had to smoke a chunk of cheese and you had to figure shit out because there was no internet and you had to smoke all this shit. The trend of smoking cream cheese, cut it, score it, put some oil on it, put some salt and sugar on it, aka rub, and smoke it. Fucking stop it. Stop it. You have a $1,000 pellet grill, convection, wood-fired oven in your yard, and you're smoking freaking cream cheese, for God's sake. You can make bread. You can make pizzas. You can do any fucking thing you want. Why in the hell are you all smoking cream cheese? I said get ready to dump me. I'm going to calm down now. Thank you. Right. Look at John bringing the heat. Wow. I can't tell what side of the fence he's on, but I'm going to guess he's not too much of a fan of it. Doug, are you aware of smoking cream cheese? And do you like it? Yes. I mentioned it to my wife this weekend, and she goes, they're doing what? And I said, yeah, (laughs) I haven't smoked Oreos wrapped in bacon. I haven't done that. Um, But I have a really new one. It's called smoking Cheez-Its. You know, you put a little rub, you know, you put some apple juice and put some spice on the, and then you smoke the Cheez-Its. It's the next thing. The cracker it's going to be Cheez-Its? the next thing after. Yes. Yeah. Actually, there are, they are pretty good. So I do that for, for uh, parties and stuff, but uh, have I posted? Yeah. <laughs> no. But just wait. It's going to be the next thing once everyone hears about it. All right. Uh, <laughs> When everybody hears about it, all right, when you start posting it. Uh, Rusty, are you into smoking cream cheese? First of all, it's 60 seconds or less because I can't mow the lawn and listen to it, okay? It's freaking, it doesn't last long. And this, I just found it because I had what to know. I, I can freaking get the show right here in the notes. It just blew my mind. I apologize for everything I said. You, you know, I'm not smoking cheese, no. You don't not. read the show notes that are attached to every episode for 190 episodes? Look at my podcast. It just it just says I don't know. It doesn't say anything. I don't read those things. But you shouldn't Gosh, assimilate dang. your show with everybody else's show. Some people are professional, Rusty. Uh-oh. Some people, but I'm not. So I don't think of like a professional. So I'm not reading stuff. I'm listening. That's why I listen to a podcast. I'm not even reading a damn book. I heard that. Go Jesus. ahead, Jesus. Hey, if you'd like to hear the rest of the episode, head over to thebbqcentralshow.com. There'll be a link in today's show notes to take you to the complete episode. There you go. Wow. Didn't you even say it every time now that you say that? That guy sounds just like that. 
Uh, Rusty, cream cheese, yes or no? No, and the Cheez-Its are fantastic, by the way. You put a little butter, get a package of ranch in there, some hot sauce and a couple of things of seasoning, and you toss wow, them and you smoke geez. them in a smoker, man. It's fantastic. And it might be they, very you know, good. For sure, man. Like, I'll, I'll smoke cream cheese, but am I, like, going out to do it? No. I mean, if it is in something, you know, and I want to smoke it, then fine. But no, just because someone out there, is, everyone's doing it doesn't mean I'm going to try it. It doesn't sound appealing to me, but I'm not against it. Like, hell yeah, if that's your thing, knock yourself out, you know? It's hard to think of the stuff to smoke all the time, so. You know, whatever helps. I thought I was on. I thought that my finger was on the pulse of barbecue social media. And I can tell you this with 100% of surety. I have never seen, nor have I have ever heard of anybody putting a brick of cream cheese on their smoker, let alone scoring it, rubbing it, dropping some olive oil or some neutral oil like avocado oil on it. And then, I mean, what do you cook it to? 45 degrees internal you wait for the bark to get set on it and wrap it in foil a little bit with some brown sugar and some honey on it everybody i mean i've uh, i love cream cheese i'll eat it to me cream cheese is made to be brought out of the refrigerator open the foil packet take a saltine smear it with cream cheese and then shove it in your pie hole while you're watching soaps at college that's what i did growing up at ohio university cream cheese is excellent but I've I've never once thought about smoking it. Um, perhaps like Rusty, I, maybe I'm not against it, but it just would never occur to me. And I'm not seeing it in social media, so maybe my filters are on just enough to keep me above the fray here. Uh, and I can tell you one central thing. lights. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Well, I'm no, saying John, central uh, lights need ahead. to tag need to tag uh, Greg on every post that they see on cream cheese Please. and tag Greg. Yes. So you know because he's been missing it. So let's 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 all do that as a group. I can tell you this: uh, smoked Cheez-Its are not Andrew. You are not going to be a thing. I can tell you that, Doug. You can try. With your massive Instagram following, I mean, how many followers do you have at this point? 20,000. I mean, you are rifling. You can link. I could only hope that someday, to, as a matter of fact, how the hell am I not at 10,000 Instagram followers yet? I'm famous for crying out loud, and I can barely push into 6,000. I mean, what am I doing wrong? I don't get a Doug's at like 25,000. Doug's the male version of of the grill girl. She, I mean, he's unbelievable with this following. No, what no, are you no, doing? No. I, what should I be doing, Doug? I mean, teach me. I'm looking for help. It's a beast. It's an animal. You got to feed it like I, an offset smoker every 20 all of minutes. That. I mean, just tell me what I want to do. Don't tell me it's a beast. <laughs> Don't tell me I got to work at it. I know. Give me the plan. What do I got to do? <laughs> Pictures of Cheez-Its, smoked Cheez-Its. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Well, I'm not going to get 10,000 followers. I can tell you that. Uh, look, uh, before we go tonight, John, let me turn it over to you. What are you promoting or what would you like to talk about here before we let you go? Hey, just remind you all to listen to the best moments this Friday. You can get it in your podcast feed wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just search The BBQ Central Show. It'll also be available on thebbqcentralshow.com on Friday, right on the homepage. So stop in there and check that out. Drop me an email. Give me a suggestion for a show. Tell me to screw off about cream cheese. It's John, J-O-N, John, at thebbqcentralshow.com. I would love to hear from you, good, bad, or indifferent. Rusty, what are we promoting before I let you go tonight? I can't believe you say that every time and I didn't get it. 
That's hilarious. That, <clears throat> um, I am. You didn't know who Pat Lafrida was, but we're not bringing that up again. I don't know who that is. No, I still Daniel. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, that was Steve. I don't I think. know. <laughs> oh yeah, but, no, Steve, right. of course. Yeah. Go ahead, Russell. I do have a podcast called the Pitmasters Podcast. You can get that anywhere you go on the to the the world of podcasts, and you can download that, and you should because it's great. It is. Uh, you can follow me on Salt City Barbecue, and you know, see where we're at and how we're getting our butt kicks at uh, certain festivals, and it's 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 good fun. It's good fun. Doug promotion before I let you go. Yeah, I'm going uh, this weekend. Actually, I leave Thursday to the Pitmaster Classic, which I thought Rusty would be at, and I'd have a good time with him. But uh, up in Bozeman, Montana, so I will be there by myself, Rusty. But it's okay. Um, Outlaw Bar, uh, Montana Outlaw Barbecue will probably win it for the fifth time in a row. Um, and then next month, I actually got to uh, ask to. Uh, I will not be going to the Royal, and instead, I got asked to cook for a foundation for a, a, a football players a foundation fundraiser. Um, so I, I hope to have something to report on that next week. So are we allowed to mention the football player? Uh, Matt Light. It's with E3 Meat uh, and their foundation and uh, his foundation. Matt Light. He's a uh, New England Patriot. He was a lineman for the New England Patriots. All right, very Three-time good. Super Bowl champion. Wonderful. So we'll look forward to have a report from that as well next month. Uh, here they are, right here to the right of me is John Solberg from Michigan, longest running. Embedded correspondent below me is Doug Shiding from Texas. And right there, bottom caddy corner right, is Rusty Monson from Utah. Gents, always appreciate the time, and we will see you again next month. And there they go. Man, outstanding. I'm telling you, we have to do it. From now on, it is uh, Confidence Picks. Let's, uh, uh, nah, I don't think I'll, I'll work on the title. And we'll just do a lot of figuring out... We'll do a lot of figuring out. We'll give you 100% yes or 100% no. The confidence picks. I don't think I like that. Assurance. I got to work in assurance. Maybe confidence. Who cares? Let me talk to you quickly about Yukon Glory. The Yukon Glory grill and serve set is an absolute revolution when it comes to the landscape of grilling baskets. You know, I've always hated two things about using grilling baskets during my cook on any cook. Number one, I have to wear some kind of heat-resistant glove to take that thing off the cooker. Number two, it gets grease and oil all over my table or countertop or wherever the hell I put it to put it down. Being someone who is a clean freak, this really is something that gets me down. So what's a live fire cook to do? Enter a great product from Yukon Glory called the Grill and Surf. Patented design fixes everything. The set includes three stainless steel grill baskets which are removed by a clip-on handle that seamlessly grips the interior of the basket for easy lifting and dropping. The set also has a large custom-fitted stainless steel serving tray to catch any drips and allow you for a beautiful table presentation, but perhaps in my case, and more importantly, gives you a clean table when everyone is done eating. Thank you, Yukon Glory. What should you be cooking in these things? Glad you asked. Perfect for veggies, seafood, wings, tacos, meat of all types, if you can think of it. You can use the grill and serve for it. As far as where you can buy it, Amazon, Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, Target. I would recommend going to yukonglory.com. That's right, the website, yukonglory.com. Why is that? Because when you go to the website, you can use the promo code 10CENTRAL all together. The numerals 1-0 and then CENTRAL. 10CENTRAL for a 10% discount all August long across the website. So only have a few days left in order to take advantage of that savings. About a week, I guess. 
So use promo code 10Central when you visit yukonglory.com. You can also give them a follow on Instagram at Facebook at yukonglory. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. Welcome back. This portion being brought to you by Vortic Watch Company, a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in northern Colorado. They take antique American pocket watches and turn them into wristwatches, just like this one right here. Their mission to preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America. In order to do that, they combine traditional and cutting-edge technology to create unique, quality, functional timepieces with exceptional value. And here's the coolest part. Each watch that Vortic makes is a unique, one-of-a-kind piece. Vortic founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check out VorticWatches.com for more information and see what's available to purchase. There are a few on the website right now, if you can believe it, because most of the time they're selling out. All right, let's go ahead and take off. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Bob Trudnack from The Barbecue Guru. BBQGuru.com, his website. He also listed a number of other websites, like Bobby T's... Uh, Barbie, Bobby T's BBQ.com, HavingABBQ.com. BBQGuru.com, just to name a few. So I'll follow them on social media as well. The new pizza seasoning and pizza sauce will be coming out here in a matter of weeks. I'll keep you updated right here on the show about the actual release when it happens. After Bob, we talked with Derek Riches on his monthly segment, DerekRiches.com, his website. And then in the second hour, we refired the Embedded Correspondence segment. We hammered a number of topics, and we did the fun guessing if some of the big barbecue competitions and food competitions will be happening during the course of the year, a mixed bag of yes or no's with 100% confidence gift. Big show planned for you next week. We have a bonus week in August. Big show planned. A lot of guests already in for that one. And how do I leave you? September 11th, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Reppy. Good night now. Hi, this is Bobby Reppy from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central.